With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in and being here. Um, let's get into some data and we'll get in some points. Uh, Dr. Gupta is here with us today. Uh, thank you for being here, doctor. You've been very busy. Your team's been very busy. Uh, and then uh, we'll take some questions. Uh, we currently have 442 cases. That's up from two, 422 yesterday, so 20 new cases total. Uh, unfortunately, uh, earlier today, we had our seventh fatality related to COVID-19 in our county. Uh, again, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone in this process, but especially uh, with the families of those who have lost loved ones. Uh, this was a man in his late 50s uh, with underlying medical issues. Uh, he was a Caucasian male. Uh, we currently have 43 individuals in the hospital, representing 15% of our active cases. Uh, that's up two from yesterday. 23, per, 23 uh, individuals are critical representing 8% of our active cases. Uh, we're starting to track these, just like we're tracking positives and active cases. We're tracking hospitalizations and then how many people uh, who are in the ICUs. The 15% of hospitalizations in, out of our active cases has been pretty steady the last few days, as has the 8% of our active cases being individuals who are in the ICU. If you're in an ICU, uh, you're in a fight. Further details on the 43 individuals who are in the hospital, 22 are Caucasian, 11 African-American, uh, 3 are of other races, and 7 are recent admissions. We just don't have the demographic data on yet. Uh, all of those who have died from COVID-19 in our county have been Caucasian. We've talked about that. Uh, we've had 5 males that we've lost and 2 females. Uh, hospital reporting, again, these are numbers from uh, Onondaga County in our hospitals. Our hospitals serve a wider community, all of central and northern New York, uh, from the uh, Canadian border to the Pennsylvania border. So uh, to give people context of how many cases are within many of those counties right now, we have 1,291 positive cases when you add up all the positive cases in those counties. Uh, why do we give this data? stat now, uh, there, there's a strong likelihood as this goes on that at some point some of these smaller community hospitals will become inundated uh, from different counties. And then so those uh, patients, the overflow will come into our community and we'll service them. Uh, we've said from day one that we've prepared the community in our planning uh, to be ready uh, not just for our county but for all of central and northern New York. Uh, today we have 154 people who have recovered and that have been released from mandatory isolation and quarantine. Again, this is great. We're very happy that these folks have gotten better. Uh, many people get better with this virus. Uh, and again, I want to thank our health department for doing a great job with getting these people through the process once they're recovered. So uh, status, uh, 442 positive cases. Uh, we are presently monitoring 281 active cases. Uh, that's up six from yesterday. Uh, 46 individuals out of our 442 uh, are household contacts. Um, so these are folks that uh, we knew would be uh, at a higher rate of likelihood of becoming positive of COVID-19 because they live in the same house. So 46 out of the 442 are people that uh, were contact cases. More demographics. Uh, 233 of our positive cases are female. 209 are male. 12 are under 19. 95 are in their 20s, 64 in their 30s, 65 in their 40s, 83 in their 50s, 63 in their 60s, 37 in their 70s, 
19 in their 80s and four in their 90s. Uh, Percentage of breakdown, 24% under 30, 39% under 40, 53% under 50, 72% under 60, and 28% are over 60 years old. Uh, Breakdown by municipality. City of Syracuse, 160. Town of Clay, 52. Town of DeWitt, 30. Town of Manlius, 30. Town of Camillus, 27. Town of Salina, 27. Town of Cicero, 23. Town of Onondaga, 22. Town of Gettys, 16. Town of Pompey, 15. Town of Lysander, 12. Town of Skinny Atlas, 10. Town of Marcellus, 4. Town of Van Buren, 4. Town of Lafayette, 3. Town of Atisco, 3. Town of Tully, 2. Uh, Town of Fabius, 1. And Town of Spafford, 1. Town of Elbridge, no cases. Uh, And uh, Onondaga Nation right now, no cases that have been uh, tested and confirmed. Not to say that there isn't cases there. There may be. Um, What does this tell us? Geographically, it's everywhere. Uh, It's in every county around us. Uh, We need to protect ourselves and our families. uh, And how do we do that? We stay away from each other. Uh, Testing. Uh, Again, there's criteria on testing. Uh, The criteria is given by the CDC and the state health department. Uh, If you have symptoms, you call your doctor. Your doctor looks at the criteria, looks at your symptoms, uh, determines if you need a test. Uh, No community in this country at this point is testing healthy people. Uh, If there is lots and lots of tests, healthy people would probably uh, be involved in testing. Um, So in our community, we've been very fortunate that there has not been a day in our community where we have not had tests available to test people that their primary care provider or uh, the upstate triage line deem necessary for a test. That's very good. We've had 5,888 tests administered. 5,615 tests have been returned with 442 positive and 5,193 negative tests. just think about that 5,193 tests came back negative. That doesn't mean they weren't sick. They were sick with something else. That's been part of this challenge uh, is that respiratory illness has hung along uh, longer than uh, usual at greater rates than usual. And so uh, you have to rule out those cases of COVID-19. Uh, pending tests that we're uh, waiting on results right now. We have 534 pending tests. Uh, we received 155 tests back since yesterday. Right now, our rate is down a little bit. Uh, 7.5% of those being tested are positive. Uh, really, that number is going to be between 75 and 8%, um, probably closer to 8% when it's all said and done. Process after a test, uh, the health department's going to contact you. Uh, they're going to interview you, check on your, uh, your health, uh, your, your symptoms, uh, but then their investigation begins to find contacts and determine who needs to be in a quarantine, uh, and they'll uh, work on that. Uh, Also related to that, uh, quarantines are based off of direct exposure. Uh, If you work at a large uh, employer, that does not mean you had direct exposure to everybody. Uh, So those who had direct exposure uh, will be put in a quarantine and be contacted by our health department. Anyone who has been tested uh, needs to stay in a quarantine until you get your results. Uh, This helps us uh, as a risk mitigation tool. Uh, Think about it. If you're tested, you're sick. You shouldn't be spreading whatever you're sick with to the public anyways. Uh, We put this executive order in place early on. It's helped us contain uh, spread, a potential spread of this. So it's been a very good thing. But a reminder, if you're getting tested, you're under a quarantine. Okay, Um, let's see here. Gaps in the investigation. We'll go through these again. If you hear us talking about this, this means that there's some level of gap in investigation, and we want the public to be aware of that and to watch their symptoms if they were at any of these stores. Ollie's Bargain Outlet on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in DeWitt. If you are a shopper at Ollie's and you are there on Monday, March 30th, at 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., uh, please watch your symptoms. And if you have any symptoms and are starting to get sick, please contact your doctor.
If you were shopping there Wednesday, April 1st, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., again, please look at your symptoms. Uh, and if you have any symptoms, uh, contact your doctor. Colonial Laundry Map, 408 Oswego Road in Liverpool. Tuesday, March 31st, 6.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Wednesday, April 1st, 6.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Thursday, April 2nd, 6.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Again, if you were at any of these locations uh, during these times, uh, please contact your doctor if symptoms arise. But what we've been saying, regardless, if you've been anywhere, uh, we have community spread. Be cognizant of your health each day. Take your temperature each day. Uh, help us do our part and stay in front of all of this. Um, so that is important. Uh, positive cases, again, we talked about this. Uh, our health department is doing a, a fantastic job working with people who are sick. When they start to recover, uh, there's a process. And uh, we have more and more quarantines, more and more cases each day. The workload is increasing. So we need you to utilize the tools that are available. Uh, and certainly, please go to our health department to, to uh, register all your information on a daily basis if you're positive with this. This helps us. Uh, this will help expedite uh, your recovery process when you are better. Uh, who can uh, release you from a quarantine? Uh, Dr. Gupta and her team. No one else. Uh, again, please. a lot of you are doing uh, communicating with us via uh, text message. Please do that. Thank you for that. Uh, that helps us out a lot. Um, social distancing. Uh, we talked about our enhanced social distancing policies. Uh, we've seen improvement in the metrics that are being used. Again, there's no uh, perfect metric. Uh, we're sharing with you things that we see now related to social distancing that uh, we believe there's value to that. Uh, social distancing metrics weren't around uh, months ago. This wasn't a popular business. So as we get more and more data and more and more metrics to look at, we're going to share them with you because these are things we're looking at and we see value in those. Um, but certainly hospitals are using the same tracking data that we're using for social distancing. Um, it, upstate, we showed the uh, chart yesterday related to hospitalizations. It's over here. Uh, the red line is our path. Uh, we had two more cases, so you, you know we probably uh, somewhat flattened that number from yesterday a little bit maybe, but we didn't flatten the curve. Um, we certainly need our, based off of that, if we social distance at 50%, we can get to the yellow or gold curve. Uh, we need to get to the gold curve. Uh, we need to do better than that. So instead of 50%, we need to get to 60%. So we really chart our own curve. Uh, that's important. Another thing that we've seen and I've gotten a lot of emails about, and I'm asking for people's help if you fall into this category, and many of our families do. I'm getting a lot of emails from mom or dad who uh, share children but don't live in the same household. And mom or dad is very concerned about other, peop other people and being mom or dad, not taking social distancing policies seriously and not really uh, limiting your contact with people outside your own household. Uh, this is common sense. That makes mom or dad nervous when their children are uh, on a, uh, a visitation scheduled uh, event with the other parent nervous about what's going to happen to their children's public health. Uh, this is not something that we can uh, executive order or regulate. But what we can do is ask for your help. Be cognizant of your children's health and who you're putting your children in front of and who they might be in front of. Uh, we need to starve the virus and we need all parents to take this seriously. We've certainly talked to family court and we've asked family court to look into this. This is all unchartered territory when you're talking about custody arrangements and social distancing. So I'm getting the emails. I understand what you're saying. Um, that's not something I can fix, but we are talking to family courts so that they're aware of these situations. Um, saying that, at this time, I would like Dr. Gupta to come up and talk about a couple things. Uh, doctor, why don't you come on up? Good afternoon. 
So for last several weeks, you have been receiving all the information regarding impact of COVID-19 in our community. By means of these daily briefings by the county executive, you are able to get the real picture of what is happening in our own community, not in Wuhan city or in Seattle or New York city or New Rochelle, but right here in Onondaga County in our own backyards. So here is a snapshot of what is happening right here in our own community. The story I'm going to tell you is fictional, but is based on real cases as a combination of, of what we are seeing during the course of investigations. It is not story of one person or a family, but of many combined. The nights are still cold, snow has melted away, trees remain bare, an old couple sitting at the dinner table across from each other at their home. Wife asks husband, how are you, honey? You have hardly touched any food. I don't feel good, he replies. Why? I don't know. My chest hurts and I'm hard, short of breath. You were coughing all night and felt warm, wife added with a long pause. Yes, my head hurts too and I'm aching and nauseous. I can not, neither smell your cooking nor taste it. He jokes and says, honey, have you lost your cooking skills? They continue to struggle through the evening. He could not eat, eat much and went to bed feeling sick. Woke up with worsening symptoms and was taken to the local hospital by the ambulance in the morning. He was diagnosed with COVID-19 and transferred to the intensive care unit of that hospital. Wife did well for a few days and then she developed symptoms which continued to get worse and she ended up in the hospital as well. She remained on the regular medical floor for now with the diagnosis of COVID-19. After 41 years of marriage, they were in the same hospital under the same roof but could not see each other. They don't know what happens next. While this is happening, the community already had more than 100 cases and press briefings were happening every day like we do it here. Few days, few days before this, their eldest son, who lives nearby, who normally checks on them on a regular basis, visited them, which he normally does. He wasn't feeling well for last few days, felt achy, tired, some minor cough, loss of taste, thought it was a cold and he thought, oh, he's working long hours in past few months um, and it must be the case. So he spent few hours with them along with his youngest son who was coughing and sneezing as well. After parents were hospitalized, son continued to get sicker for the next couple of days and then started to improve. He continued to work except over the weekends. When he was off, during this time, he kept up with the social circle. The son, that means the grandson with elderly couple, improved through now son's wife is quite ill. Three other children in the house of the son are well. An elderly couple's son who also noted that some of his close friend, who he played cards with few days ago in one of their homes, are ill. He also heard from his co-workers that they are having symptoms similar to his. He also attended a potluck for volunteers to support them in a goodwill and is now concerned about them. So he was watching TV, reading newspaper, getting information from the Facebook, Twitter and learning about the new COVID-19 and finally decided to call his doctor and took a test. By the time his symptoms have almost resolved, 48 hours later, he call, gets a call from the health department hey, this is health department, your test is positive, and start the investigation. During all this time, many other people got exposed to him and now are sick. So when you ask, who are these people? They are families like your and mine. Mom, dad, children, grandparents, friends, friends of friends and neighbors. What do they do, you ask? Many of them work in our community from the health system, grocery stores, laundromats, food workers, and many more. How are they doing? We give you data every day, hospital data. How many cases we have, you get that here every day. 
where they possibly might be living. What would COVID-19 going to impact our family and neighborhood? You can look at the map updated daily. All of this is possible only because of many dedicated public health staff of Hanadaya County Health Department who are working seven days a week, long hours, to identify these individuals who are tested positive for COVID-19 and are considered infectious. They can transmit the disease to others. It is crucial to identify their friends and family members and co-workers to ensure that we can provide guidance how to quarantine themselves and monitor for any signs of sickness. I can tell you this today because I'm looking at these cases. Data comes from people and every data point is a person. We should never forget that. Remember, many of those who are getting sick during those quarantine time and had hunkered down in their rooms, apartments and houses, they were able to prevent many more cases in the community. I know it was not easy for them to do, but they did it because they want to protect others. Because this is one of the most important and crucial step in dismantling the path of this virus. As these individuals developed symptoms during their quarantine, but they were able to stop the path of the virus because they stayed down. I really truly want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. Their selfless act of giving up their personal freedom to save others and accepting quarantine, they actually protected others. And that brings a lot of joy to me personally during this difficult time and which is unprecedented time, you all will agree. Every selfless action protects health of, health of others and we continue to work in this uncharted, as we continue to work in this uncharted territory. I want to thank all those. And all of this work to prevent transmission of COVID-19 is possible, as I mentioned, with the every day's tedious, painstaking work of our health department staff. You are getting truly a virtual picture of impact of COVID-19 in our community every day. This is a public health week. And I want to recognize all my staff in front of you who are working every day, long hours, to protect health of our community. I want to thank them because they are unsung heroes of this public health crisis in our community. And without them, we would not have all this information which is guiding the public policy at the local level, whether school closures, stay home orders, and many more. And lastly, I'm humbled to serve in this role as health commissioner under the county executive, Ryan McMahon, who has been a champion of public health and have put forward strong policies with one and only one goal, to protect health of the community. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Gupta. This is Public Health Week. Um, and saying that, doctor, to recognize you and your staff, I brought you some flowers. Normally I would give you a hug, but that's not allowed. Um, so thank you for everything you've done. Uh, you are remarkable, and we are very lucky to have you, and your team is remarkable. To give everybody context to what Dr. Gupta is saying, um, they're going to be working on Sunday. They're working Saturday. They're working Friday. For many of us in uh, various uh, religions, this weekend is some of the holiest days of our year. And... Uh, Dr. Gupta and her team are going to be working doing just that, helping our people who are sick get better and helping to quarantine. And that is uh, critical in this process. So, Doctor, thank you again for everything you've done, uh, the amazing work, and that you'll continue to do for us in our community. Um, when we, uh, I, I think that story is critical, what Dr. Gupta just said. We've been talking about what we're seeing and trying to have the public understand the reality that our behavior that was normal and well-intentioned behavior weeks ago uh, needs to change, and that's hard. And I think we're getting better at it and we're understanding it more. But you can see in that one example, and again, that wasn't one specific case. I think you, that brought in plenty, uh, multiple cases. But how one example by one individual can lead into 10, 15, 20 positive cases, which then leads into 100, 150, 200 additional quarantines. Um, 
And then monitoring those quarantines is critical and our staff has to do that. So we just need everybody to take this seriously for two weeks. And the analogy Dr. Gupta made to quarantine, I wish I thought of it sooner, but you have individuals for two weeks that are sitting in their room uh, with a bathroom, voluntarily sitting there for two weeks because they may have had exposure to this. We're, we're just asking people to change their behavior and modify their behavior for two weeks uh, to stay at home and to do 50% less than what you were doing last week. Uh, so the sacrifice that those individuals in quarantine make uh, is a great sacrifice. So again, thank you to our health department, all of our frontline workers. Um, our community continues to rally to fight uh, a virus, an enemy that we can't see. Um, uh, needless to say, uh, looking at our plasma project, again, everybody, uh, please, uh, if you're positive uh, in this role, you have uh, a special ability to help us learn about uh, this virus. Please contact Upstate and Red Cross uh, to uh, join our plasma project. Uh, access to assistance. We have some some numbers we want to give you and some organizations that we think uh, in these unprecedented times people need to think about if they think they need help. But certainly our upstate triage hotline, if you have no health insurance um, and or you get referred by your primary care provider, you have symptoms, you contact that line. They're going to screen you for what your symptoms are to determine if you need to get tested. Uh, if you then get tested, they'll refer you to uh, the Syracuse Community Health Center. Uh, that number, 315-464-3979. Our seniors, healthcare workers, and adult nutrition line, 218-1987. That's a line for folks who need uh, assistance uh, related to uh, getting a meal, maybe getting groceries, maybe getting uh, toiletries, our healthcare workers working odd hours, uh, any of our essential business employees. If you find yourself in this boat, uh, just email us. We'll help you. We'll figure it all out. Again, that number, 315-218-1987. Child Care Solutions, daycare. Uh, this is uh, daycare for our essential businesses. Uh, we have over a thousand slots of daycare slots available free for the month of April. 315-446-1220. Uh, we don't want grandma and grandpa being daycare. As much as they want to be daycare, they want to see the grandkids. Uh, you heard Dr. Gupta's story. Uh, it's that real. Let's try to avoid that. And so uh, we can continue to starve this virus, stay away from each other. Um, Vera House support. Uh, there's no excuse for abuse whatsoever. Uh, please contact Vera House if you're in an uncomfortable situation and you need help. 315-468-3260. Again, uh, McMahon Ryan Child Advocacy Center. Uh, right now in our community, uh, many of our mandatory reporters on child abuse are our teachers. Uh, they're not with kids every day. Uh, if you know something and you're concerned about something, uh, please contact McMahon Ryan, 315-701-2985. Uh, donations of PPE, 315-435-2525. Uh, Again, we've had individuals, whether it's 25 masks or 100, uh, that are coming up, stepping up, coming forward, and we really thank them for that. Uh, we need PPE to make sure our frontline workers, whether they're uh, ambulance providers, volunteer fire departments, uh, nursing homes, hospitals, all have the protective equipment they have so they can help our people who are sick and they can protect themselves from spreading uh, this virus. Uh, again, Volunteer CNY, we've had many volunteers that have helped us fill gaps uh, within the community. Government is doing different things right now than we usually do uh, because there's these gaps. We need people to stay home. We've asked 75% of our workforce to stay home, so we still have more demands than we've ever had. Uh, if you want to volunteer your time, please call 315-428-2229. And again, we... Uh, talk about the mental health uh, challenges in front of us each day and how that's tough. And uh, if you're having these challenges, there is nothing to be ashamed about. Uh, please reach out and get help. Uh, one line that can be helpful to you, 211. Uh, talk to some of our mental health professionals. Certainly they can make referrals from there as well uh, if deemed necessary. Saying that, uh, we'll take some questions.
people to social distance, bringing a medical doctor to the podium to, to tell a story about why it's so critical for people to stay home? Um, yeah, I, can I believe it? Sure. Uh, but it, it does, is it frustrating? Yes. Um, we've had in this process, we've kind of had peaks of data that might suggest uh, progress, might suggest some of the things we're asking for. Let's create our own curve in Onondaga County. Let, let, let this story be one of a success story. Um, and then we, we have letdowns, I think. Uh, I had a conversation with Dr. Gupta earlier today, and Dr. Gupta brought up this point. What we do now the success we have now or the failures we have now will reflect in our data in two weeks, one and a half weeks, right? That's how, that's how desperate this situation is. We, we, what, what we do now, if we get our act together now, we won't even see strong uh, the results of our work and our efforts for potentially two weeks. And in a community and a society overall that likes instant gratification, that's tough. So, uh, no, I think... Uh, We've been talking about this. I think Dr. Gupta's team is seeing things that we haven't seen in the beginning part of this process, right? In the beginning part of this process, the virus comes. You don't have ability to um, impact social distancing. It's here. You learn more about it. Uh, you know it's here. You, you start to make these policy decisions. And uh, now we're at a point where we really need the community to rally uh, because uh, we're at a critical uh, junction in this process. Ryan, I just looking at the numbers. Looking at the numbers, um, we've got 43 people in the hospital. Um, that, that and you talked about other outlying counties possibly getting overwhelmed and their uh, patients ending up here. So is that is that 43 just people who live in Onondaga, Onondaga County, County and are in hospitals here? Yeah. Do you have a number of how many people are actually hospitalized in Syracuse's major hospitals? I do, I can we could probably bring that number tomorrow. We that's a that number flows with the hospitals each day, so the, the data will probably be a little bit off. Uh, but certainly this is COVID 19 related. Uh, you have other people there for other things from the county. Then you have these other communities. So that's kind of when we talk about the uh, the charts. We want them all to be wrong, right? We want them all to be wrong for the betterment of, of uh, where we are. Uh, but we know if we don't do better with social distancing, we will run into a situation at some point in the month of April where we're putting our hospitals at risk. And uh, so now we need to rally. We need to get that, uh, that curve, whatever it looks like, whether it's gold, whether it's red or blue, whatever it is over there now, or whether it's a different color, that's even better. That, that's what we got to do. Because at some point, Chris, um, there, if we don't make improvements, our hospital is, infrastructure is going to be strained. And the, the reason why it hasn't been strained to date is because of the actions that w were taken early on related to testing and making sure testing wasn't done at the hospitals, in the emergency rooms, at somewhere else, so that we don't have outbreaks of uh, employees and whatnot. So uh, this is critical. Uh, and I don't know how... Uh, how much more we can explain how critical this is. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use an analogy I've used a couple times with emails uh, that I've gotten related to different closures of facilities or events that people were mad at me about. Um, I'm an elected official. Uh, we all know how I get my job. Right, the voters vote for you. Making people mad at you is not really in the DNA of politicians. I've known at this point in time, at every part of this process, when we've made a decision, I was making uh, people very mad at me, and I did it anyways. So that should tell everybody how important this is, is I don't care if you're mad at me because the public health is that important and the actions that were happening in the community were uh, the opposite of, of what was in the best interest of the overall public health. 
Any specific current examples of failures of social distancing? I, I think you heard a lot a lot of Dr. Gupta's story was a lot of various potential things that have happened that uh, certainly wasn't one case, but you can add that in. Um, look at the gatherings are, some of these things are amazing um, that uh, we're still doing them or we still think they're happening, even if they're well-intentioned. Uh, they can't, we, we can't have uh, the old the potluck type dinners that uh, you had, even if you're celebrating someone else's sacrifice that they're making. Uh, you can't do it. You just can't. Uh, we're going into uh, this is Holy Week for many of us, and um, you know we many of us aren't going to church, right? Uh, uh, Passover for others, and so. Um, you can't be together. That's, that's unnatural. That's not where we want to be right now. But our answer to that uh, and to those who haven't taken this as seriously and say, oh my gosh, the flu kills so many more people than COVID-19. Yeah, but we have a flu shot, right? You're not wrong. The data is going to side with you. You have a flu shot. There's ways to treat the flu. Um, there's no way to treat this right now. And the only way we know to treat it is to starve it. So do we want to dive in and, and really commit ourselves to a process now as a community so that we can get our lives back in May and what our lives back may not mean a hundred percent restart? Uh, or do we want to continue to have half the public doing the right thing and 40% uh, of the public doing almost the right thing with social distancing, you know, doing it, but not doing it quite where you need it to be. And then 10% of the public really not buying in, uh, the margin of error is zero. So uh, we need to get to 50. We need to get more than 50. Uh, and if everybody buys in, we'll be in a position to make our case to restart society in the way that everybody who hasn't bought in wants us to. Of course, his daily briefing, uh, if you were listening throughout. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Out. It was maybe most noteworthy for... Um, a piece of creative writing by Dr. Gupta, uh, which she uh, read to folks uh, telling the tale of a couple married many long years, uh, recounting the symptoms that they may have demonstrated as they apparently uh, had the COVID virus caught, it seemed, from a, uh, a careless grandson. I, uh, I, my attitude goes uh, back and forth. My conduct stays rock solid. I'm obeying the social distancing. I uh, am uh, uh, striving in every way possible uh, to do just what's right, to be an intelligent person, uh, trying not to uh, get the germ or pass on the germ. I've been wearing that silly cloth mask out there for two weeks now. Um, but in, in, in between my ears, sometimes my hill, hillbilly kicks in, and I do resent uh, a little bit the uh, imposition upon uh, our lives when uh, the county executive says, well, in May, we'll uh, uh, turn things back on or whatever. I, I don't think that it's realistic to expect that in May anywhere uh, there will be anything turned back on. The uh, uh, governor has said that uh, society can reopen when there's testing. You uh, will have to uh, take a test. And if you have had the COVID virus, you can uh, go back to work, I guess, if they think your work is acceptable. Um, and, of course, the uh, inference is that if you haven't had the COVID virus, then you can stay, you know, hold up at the, at the house. The uh, paradigm of uh, shelter in place is that um, we have no way to treat this disease, which is true. And we have no way to prevent this disease, which is true. And, you know, we're, we have mobilized this grand mobile, uh, you know, our medical army. We have uh, ventilators clickety-clacking all over the place. Uh, hopefully that's an effective uh, uh, treatment, and, and hopefully it's, you know, not doing more harm than good. But at the end of the day, 
um, we are going to be imprisoned by these public health dictates until we have herd immunity. Um, we are a virgin population as it relates to uh, the COVID. Uh, none of our species have ever had it. And so we are completely defenseless against it. You compound that with the fact that there is no treatment uh, for it and um, there is no preventative for it other than this physical spacing. So as you and I have discussed countless times, we have to uh, be apart from each other. Um, and if the people in charge continue to hold to the standard that we will not tolerate transmission of this disease as a society and we will pay any price to limit that transmission, then uh, nobody leaves the house until not only is there a vaccine, um, and not only has that vaccine uh, gone successfully through uh, scientific trials and tests, but there need to be, you know, something in the order of a billion doses to begin with that have been administered uh, across the uh, uh, globe and something probably in excess of a couple hundred million uh, doses of it administered in the United States. And, you know, it, it, when you look at that, you know, they'll tell us a pretty story. But as long as that continues to be the paradigm, I don't see realistically how um, anyone except some small number of people who've had it will be allowed to leave their house for the next couple of years. Right. Um, and they that that they're fine with that. Anyway, I, I'm not arguing against it. Uh, I am uh, just saying I hope that um, our leaders understand. Uh, here's the thing. I don't know anybody who's afraid of the, the virus. We all understand that we can control it in our lives. And we are. I saw a poll the other day. Um, they asked people, uh, what is their primary worry? as we're in this era of COVID, 4% were concerned about their health, right? Uh, 34% were concerned about the economy uh, of, of their fam their personal wealth, right? Their, their situation. And then some similar number was concerned about uh, social interaction. So when you ask people, what right now is on your mind? What are you worried about? Number one is finances. Number two is friends. And way down the list is their health, right? So we, it's, it's kind of like a, a cancer and you're going after the, the chemotherapy. The, the, the cancer is one thing. The treatment's another. And if the cancer doesn't kill you, the, the treatment just might. And I think that that's where, you know, we are with this, this deal. For example, let me give you one small notation from the state of New York today. Governor Cuomo has his briefing. And, uh, you know, yesterday we had this phenomenon of, you know, a sort of a classist um, attack on, on golf, right? We're going to shut down all the golf courses uh, no matter what. Even though realistically, of course you can play golf obeying every rule of uh, social distancing. Right. And again, I'm not a golfer, and I, I, I never will be, I, I, and I have no interest uh, in it whatsoever. But if that's what trips your trigger, uh, you can take your bag, you and three of your pals who stand far apart, and you can go out and you can play your golf, and you can be perfectly safe. But the deal is, the spirit of sort of classist resentment has crept in. And so we are using the totalitarian uh, power of government, not to protect public health, but to address the antipathy of one group of people towards another. You golf, I don't. I'm pissed off that you get to go golf. So we're going to shut that down, right? Because in our mind, the stereotype is rich people golf and whatever like that. Here's, here's the example from today. Uh, the governor has ordered that uh, all boat launches and marinas uh, be uh, closed, be they state uh, or municipal or private, uh, they are de decreed unessential, and uh, they you may not launch a boat at any public or private facility in the state of New York. And, and of course, that has nothing to do with public health, right? If, if you uh, have a boat and you go off to Lake Ontario or Lake fill-in-the-blank and you all by yourself motor out into the blue 
you are, of course, at no risk to either acquire or to transmit the uh, uh, COVID-19 virus, right? You are in the middle of a broad expanse. You are as socially distanced as you can be without an airplane uh, anywhere in upstate New York. But because people who have boats are rich people, because we are now using this uh, authoritarian power of government to address issues not of public health, but of social envy and enmity. You know, it's just like, and, and we're fine with that. Everybody's going, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, well, here's the deal. Um, uh, the, the state boat launches with which I'm familiar are for people with little boats, with little putt-putt-putt engines, or for me and my family with a canoe uh, or kayaks. Right. Uh, For example, I'm broadcasting to you today from my basement. If I were to walk about 10 feet that way, I have stacked over there two kayaks. Um, If somehow I could muster the strength to lift one of those, uh, I would take it out of the basement. I'd put it in the back of my truck. I could go to some lake. uh, And listen, I don't own any lakefront property, so I would have to go to a a state boat launch, right? Uh, Probably a DEC property. And I would take the kayak off the truck. I would walk it over to the water. I would set it in the water. I'd try to get in without falling in, and I would paddle out into the lake. In that entire process, I, of course, would snuff down not a single person's snot ball. I would not feed to any other person any of my various germs, right? Uh, I would keep the cooties to myself. And off into the middle of the lake, I would uh, paddle. But that is now banned in the name of public health because, again, we resent people who have boats. It's kind of, you know, I'm all in favor. And again, nobody, my family, we're towing the line. We're not breaking the rules. We're, uh, we're in a bubble. When we uh, go outside in our adventures, we go far away where no other people are. We don't have contact with anybody. I, I just uh, t- took my boys to a, a lake, do some uh, uh, watching the fish. And when I went through the McDonald's uh, drive through to get them shakes, I had the thing all up tight on my face, and so did the lady through the window, right? And I'm sure as soon as we traded the car back and forth, we all put the little um, alcohol stuff on our hands. Um, but... Even though I'm going to support and do what they say, I've got in the back of my head this attitude of, man, they're, they're taking a lot of power to themselves. And this notion of, I'm going to decide when you get to live your life again, just as an American, that rubs me the wrong way. Forgive me. Call up and set me straight. I apologize. 421-9797. It's going to be a great day in spite of my nasty attitude. Back with you in a moment. It's time for Traffic and Weather on 570 WSYR. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, 421-9797. Brad, I appreciate you phoning, sir. Welcome to 570 WSYR. Hi, Bob. Uh, it's Brad. Yeah, I just wanted to say you are right on target today, and I really appreciate it. I'm enjoying the show. I'm on. Uh, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. I said- so um, I, I'm going to relate to you a story. Uh, 1983, I started my master's degree at Syracuse University. And a a lawyer course, it was uh, Law and Public Policy, came out and said, this was 1983, he said, by 1990, Manhattan will be under two inches of water, and by the turn of the century, it'll be flooded and no one can live there. 
And I'm I'm getting the impression this sounds a lot like that all over again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I appreciate uh, your call. I, uh, I it's, uh, here's the thing: almost every prediction. Of, I'm trying to. I can't think of a single prediction of doom and gloom in my whole long life that has ever come even remotely true. Everybody tells us the sky is falling, and it never does. Now, I'm not arguing against the. Uh, we're in a, t- a tough spot, I, you know, and I'm all in. We're doing the social thing. I'm there 100. percent I'm not blowing this off. Um, but I have such faith in God and man. I have faith that God can get us through anything, and I have faith that human beings, men and women, when they stand up and they put their back into it and their mind into it, they can get through anything. History teaches that. History teaches that human beings are giants, that our ancestors, our parents were people who could do anything. And if they could, so can we. This is something that we can face and absolutely overcome. Um, but one of the, uh, the essential ingredients in the American uh, character is let's get out there and do it, right? And again, we're, it, this tool of the uh, social distancing, absolutely 100% support, but also the commitment, the attitude of we're going to get up, we're going to go out, we're going to fight, we're going to win. We, and winning includes not just reducing the number of fatalities from this disease, but regaining, hopefully, uh, our economic vitality and independence as a nation, that's also, the, the, the COVID is a challenge which we are facing. The far larger challenge that will last many years longer is the economic difficulty in which we have slid over the last three weeks. Not trying to be a gloomy Gus. Actually, I'm in a great mood today. It's time for news with Dave Smith. We'll be back after that asking what you think about all this COVID stuff. What ought we to do on 570 WSYR? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It turns out that like if the world doesn't end a week from Tuesday, you're still going to have like a tap in your house from which water will come. And probably you'd like that to be pure, safe and clean right out of there. And, and it probably is now. I'm not trying to paint some nasty, scary picture. But you probably also would like the water come out of your tap in a fashion that it's not carrying a whole bunch of extra minerals. It's going to be tough on your hot water heater, on your pipes, on your skin, on your porcelain, whatever else like that. Uh, water sometimes needs to be softened, depending, and sometimes need to be filtered, depending. Why don't you find out if you're in a depending situation? Call the Martin Water Conditioning people at 800-887-7555. When this all blows over, they'd love to come out and test your water for free. Details on that at martinwater.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.